ready to roll only stew podcast number 28 last day of spring for 2023's summer solstice tomorrow at i think they have it at 10 57 a.m it will be summer of 2023 um i have no fucking idea how that was determined i don't know who came up with that is that uh like copernicus uh spartacus socrates um moses abraham einstein jesus freud gotta be a jew jews are the smartest people in the world everybody knows that who the hell came up with fucking that we're ready to roll we're back we're back after i think 17 or 18 or a little more than that less than three weeks but three weeks on a hiatus it's me it's my son alex and we are ready to fucking roll how you doing al uh, ready to roll. Okay, good, good, good. So, uh, all right, let's get right down into it. Congratulations to the Denver Nuggets winning the NBA championship. Congratulations to Vegas Golden Knights winning the NHL Stanley Cup. Uh, we're in full baseball swing right now, full baseball mode, and it's where I am at my best, where we grind to build a bankroll for preseason football, college football, and NFL football. Uh, obviously, this is the dog days coming of summer where most of you that personally gamble a balls broke, have lost all your fucking money, and now you're just saving up for the football season. And as we know, this football season will be like no other ever because Barstool Sports Advisors is moving from New York City to Chicago. Um, I think it's 45 key employees, content providers, producers, assistant producers, so on and so forth. Editors and assistants are moving from New York to Chicago. Uh, obviously keyed by uh, who will be running the show, Barstow Big Cat and PFT and Hank and Jerry and so on and so forth. So the plan is for us to film the show on Wednesday. I think it's going to be 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'll be taking a plane with my lovely wife, Sandra, Tuesday. We'll be partying hard Tuesday night and we'll do in the show Wednesday then we're going to party after the show and come back Wednesday night. So a uh, lot of actually exciting things happening. The panel has been set where it'll be me, Big Cat, and Jersey Jerry. Obviously, Dave is semi-retired as he professes, and he's not going to be doing the show. Of course, uh, he still is wanted on the show and can pop in anytime he wants. And obviously... Uh, that will be few and far between. And as you see the last couple of years in New York, for that matter, uh, he was not able to uh, hold that spot. But I, I love Jerry. And obviously, Jerry blends together with me and Big Cat as good, if not better, than Dave. I mean, Dave is the superstar. He's the number one star in the world. We're not saying that Jerry's bigger than Dave. I'm bigger than Dave. Big Cat's bigger than Dave. Dave is Dave, okay? There's only one of one, and that's Dave Portnoy. But for the show... And for the actual sizzle and camaraderie, and you never know what to expect, uh, there's no person better in the world than Jersey Jerry. I mean, he risks his life uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. He tells his entire story, soup to nuts. He dives on fucking tables and risks really getting fucking hurt. I mean, the guy's a crazy man, and uh, I love him. 
Big Cat loves them, and I think it's going to be actually our best show ever. Uh, I also have already been studying my dick off to try to um, do better than I did last year, which is almost impossible. It's literally almost impossible. Uh, on my mortal lock record that was documented for all the world to see in front of your fucking eyes every week for free, 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 free. I was 15 wins, four losses, and two ties. 15 wins, four losses, and two ties. That's giving games five days in advance, sometimes six days in advance, one best bet. We call it a mortal lock that you send it in on responsibly. And I fucking made people thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions, and in certain cases, tens of millions of dollars. Okay, so uh, I'm going to try to do better than 15, 4, and 2. You could say, Stu, how is that possible? Well, of course, it's fucking possible. And that's what we're going to be going after. And we'll have our outrageous comedy skits and uh, impromptu situations that's going to happen. We don't know if Tommy Smokes is coming there yet. They have not made a decision. We don't know who the new weather girl is going to be. They haven't made that decision either. They don't even know if they're going to go with a stat man or a weather girl yet. That is not being determined. But what is determined, what is in stone, it's going to be me, Big Cat, and Jersey Jerry providing you the best information money could buy, the funniest information money could buy. I'm going to try to hold the rein because we've had it for the last five years as the number one sports gambling entertainment show in the world. So looking very, very forward to that. Now you said you said you were 9.30 or 10.30 Eastern. Why, why would it be Eastern? Um, well, I'm, I go by Eastern even if I'm in California. I go by Eastern if I'm in Mountain. I go by Eastern if I'm in Central. So wouldn't it be 11.30? Uh, just say it's 11.30. What? In, uh, in Chicago? Don't It'll... you film at 10.30 anytime? No, I think we film at 10 o'clock. What did I say? 10.30? Yeah. I think we filmed 10 o'clock. But what is Chicago? Isn't Ch Chicago's, uh, central, yeah. central, right? Yeah, you lose an hour. So I'll, we'll be filming at 9 o'clock, Chicago. Oh, if we film Chicago. No, I think we're going to film. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, time zones are fucking it's you a, up right it's now. It's 11. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I barely know my name. I, I'm 62 years old. I don't even know fucking what I, if I, <clears throat> listen, I brush my teeth twice a day in the morning because I forget. Like, I'll brush my teeth and goggle, then wash my face. And I don't remember if I goggled, I goggle again. Like, if I'm in the shower now and it's been happening for the last, let's say, I don't know, four or five years, I wash my hair with, with shampoo, then I wash my body with soap, and then I'm not sure if I wash my hair, so I wash it again. Half of the time I shower in the morning, I wash my hair twice because I have no fucking uh, memory. See, I might wash my hair twice, but if I wash my body, I know I wash my hair because I don't wash my body before I wash my hair. Yeah, but I, I just forget and I get a little nervous and it just, so I do it again. I just don't want to smell. I do it again. Um, so let's talk about, uh, first of all, the incredible shrinking man, Stuart Finer. And I weighed in on Weigh In Monday at 180 pounds. 180, I think it was 180.3 to be exact. Uh, it's the lowest I've been since August of 2017. And it's one of the lowest I've been since 1990. Now, my normal weight is anywhere between, a real normal weight is anywhere between 195 to 230. That's pretty much how I carry myself. So to get to 180, I have, I think I'm going on between eight and nine weeks, absolutely perfect food. 
When I say perfect, I have not done nothing but eat absolutely perfect. No sugar, no carbs, one and a half fruit a day. My caffeine intake is down from 12 cups of Stella Blue a day down to three cups of Stella Blue a day. Uh, I have my first cup at roughly between 4.45 and 5.15 a.m. And I have my half a banana or a very small banana. Or if I'm out of bananas, I have a very small apple. Then I take my meds and then I do my exercise. And then with my egg whites and ham or egg whites and roast beef or egg whites and turkey or egg whites and cheese, I have my second cup of Stella and then I have my third cup of Stella anywhere between 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. And that's it. Um, and I think I started this, I think I started this food plan roughly give or take about 216 and now I'm down to 180. Um, and let me say something to you. I am fucking starving. And also no marijuana, not a hit of marijuana, not a smoke of marijuana. And obviously, you know, I don't drink anyway. And my fluids are either water, Gatorade Zero, or the three cups of coffee. No carbonated uh, sodas at all. No diet sodas, no nothing. You could say stew. Diet sodas have no calorie. Well, what it does is it's sweet. So it starts the phenomenon of craving in my body. And then it, I crave a carb. It starts the what? Phenomenon of craving. Phenomenon. 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 That's not a word. What is it? What's the word? The phenomena of craving. (laughs) Ah! Phenomena of craving. That's a stewism. Phenomenon. Okay. Okay, anyway. So, it's similar to like, can I have a little pasta? I guess in a perfect world, I can, but I can't. Can I have a couple pieces of whole wheat bread? In a perfect world, I can, but I can't. Um... Can I have, let's say, um, brown rice? I can, but I can't. Can I go on keto? Certain things, they taste so good that it starts the phenomena of craving where it gets in my mind mentally, it gets in my mind emotionally, it gets in my mind physically, and then, you know, I'm snorting an eight ball, I'm rolling five blunts, and I'm eating 10,000 calories. So that's how I go. So I'm either a gutter drunk or a saint. But right now, saint stew Say hello to St. fucking Stew. And a little sad because I went to the doctor and I fainted, I think, three weeks ago Sunday at 3 a.m. in the morning. I get up, I'm a touch groggy, and I feel a little off, but I go to the bathroom and I pee. Next thing I know, bang, I'm on the floor. And I'm on the floor in a sitting catches position. So thank God I did not hurt myself. Thank God I was not hurt at all. My wife hears the bang at three in the morning. She says, are you okay? I immediately get up and uh, I say, yeah, I'm fine. Go right downstairs, drink two bottles, uh, 16 ounces of water, have a half a banana and I feel fucking great. So my, my wife says, you have to go now to the doctor. I want all tests done. I'm like, fucking, are you serious? She's like, I'm fucking serious. I'm retiring at the end of June. I don't want you fucking dying on me. If something's wrong, we got to know. Okay. So then we go to the doctor and the doctor's like, what happened? Are you, you know, it could have been a vasal vega. It could have been two days before I gave blood and then I did a 10.8 uh, the next day. Could be a trillion different things, but we're going to find out. 
Also, my ball sack, my scrotum, and my lower stomach has been hurting me. And it's really been hurting me since 1990. But when I do heavy exercise... The um, fact that you just dropped that your balls have been hurting for 33 years, like it was normal, it's wild. Well, they hurt when I overly exercise. You know, I don't wear a jock strap, so my balls swing. I don't think a lot of people wear jock straps. Well, I, listen, but in other words, it's always been an injury. So... Why don't I, you wear briefs? Uh, I wear boxes. I know, but like the briefs hold your shit in. I know, but I don't. I don't know why. I They tell me I could wear a jock strap. I could do different things. I just don't. I don't know why. I just don't. I just don't. You never tried exercise shorts? No, never in my life. So when you wear running shorts, your balls are just flopping around? Exactly. And they say that could that could do something. You know, because like my, my 10.8 is either a super fast walk, slow jog, or a medium jog because I'm running, be- I'm doing between a 15 to an 18 minute mile, slow as fuck, slow as shit. Just to show you, when I was 57, the exact same time, the exact same training, because I've done 240 miles in the last eight nine weeks, right on the path, I was already at a nine minute mile, flying. My mile now is double. I've lost half my fucking speed. Now I don't know from 57 to 62 if you could lose half your speed. I don't know. I really don't know. Now obviously. My father having cancer, uh, my father being in the in the rehab is waiting <laughs> on me. Did you just did you just blame grandpa's cancer on your double mile? No, but I'm saying That's it's crazy. weighing on me. I'm sleeping a lot less. Like I remember when I trained for the other marathon, if you remember, Alex, I was sleeping at 9:30 at night. I was fucking out. I woke up at four. So you're talking, I got six and a half, seven hours sleep. Now I'm, I'm tossing and turning at like 12.31 in the morning and I'm up at four. I'm, I'm sleeping literally a bad sleep three hours. You know, literally a, a bad sleep four hours. So I'm not getting it. So, because I'm pulling at straws right now. Now, the other straw I'm pulling at is when I had COVID. I don't know. Some people say you never come back from COVID. Like it's in your fucking lungs. I don't know. But what I do know what I do know is I cannot push myself to run for speed. I could go forever, ever. I could do 50 miles right now at a 17, 18 minute mile, forever. But I can't, I, for some reason, when I try to put it in for 12, I could do one mile. Like the quickest I did when I had a, a watch on, cause I never have a watch on, I never clocked myself. I, I ran three miles in 27 minutes and then I ran I did the final 7.8 at about a 19-minute clip. I mean, it's that fucking wild. It's that crazy. Um, I don't know if that was an anomaly when I ran the race in four hours, 39 minutes, and 24 seconds, 1040 mile. I ran 512 miles in three months, three weeks. I don't know if that was like uh, I was motivated because prior to that, I had 105 fever and I sweated through clothes for four straight days, four times a day. And I thought I was going to die and I didn't want to go to the hospital because I was so sick that when I made, you know, when I made up my mind, I said, what have I not done? I've never ran a marathon, so I'm going to do it. Maybe I was just so focused, but I'm having a lot of fucking problems with speed. But be that as it may, the exercise is still there, okay? I'm still doing anywhere between three hours to an hour and 40 minutes, five times a week, I'm doing a quick set of weights, you know, nothing, just quick aerobic weights, couple of hundred reps, banging it out very quick, 20 minutes, even less, and uh, I'm down to 180. Um, but I am fucking starving. There's no two ways about it. 
I'm starving. So the only reason I have not cracked or literally killed someone or done something so wild is because, um, and this is a perfect segue into this. Just one second, I'm gonna drink a little water. Uh, I'm doing my first solo stand-up comedy show at the new My Father's Place in Glen Cove, Long Island. Now, um, for a lot of you that are young, you may not have ever experienced My Father's Place, but uh, Epi Ardito, who I've known since 1977, owned My Father's Place, and he opened it in Roslyn, Long Island, in the hotel there. And it was probably one of the top small clubs in the world from 71 to about 86. And then it started, you know, going downhill a little bit because there was a lot of other clubs that opened and then everybody did these small acts. And then the acts that he was able to sign for people that he knew uh, just started playing big venues and he was really priced out. But um, I saw the Rolling Stones there in the 70s. I saw Genesis. I saw The Police. I saw U2. I saw Nectar. I saw Patti Smith, um, I saw Pat Benatar, I saw hundreds of comedians, and they were on their way up. I saw Madonna, um, on their way up, okay? How uh, many Harry people? Chapin. How many people? Uh, how many people does it hold? Did it hold when you saw Rolling Stone? Uh, 300. How were they ever that small that they would propose? No, no, they weren't. He, Epi knew them. They just, they just did it. They just 300 like, seats. Yeah. They just, they just, it was, it was a random. It was like, no, it, it just, the word got out. They were there. It got sold out in a second. And that was the end of the store. How many, uh, how much did those resale go for? At the time, no one even knew it was on sale. No, like no one knew, like no one knew it wasn't you. It wasn't like it used to be. It just, they, they sold them at the box office. It got sold out and then that was it. No one even knew the show was on sale. You would have to hear it from somebody who's somebody, somebody. That's they did saying, that a lot what, in New York City too. Once you sold it though, like what was the resale? If you bought it for I, X, what did it, it, it would have been, it would have been a thousand dollar ticket in not like 1978, which is like equivalent to a $10,000 ticket right now. But I saw the police with their first album. I think their first album was uh, Regatta de Blanc, and then they came out with Outlanders de Moore was the second album. The opening song is Can't Stand Losing You on the album. They played it, and then they had no other material, so they closed with it. They opened it and closed with Can't Stand Losing You. You know, so you too, when they had Boy, one album. It was, you know, fucking phenomenal. But no one knew them then. It was right before they got big. It was like first time to Long Island, First time doing a show and, and Epi signed everybody. Epi in the 70s and well before I got there, I don't, you know, he had in every fucking great band from 1971 to 1977 was there. Yes, ELP, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, every motherfucking, Neil Young, every great artist went there because it was like, you're not making money there, but it was the thing. You get the word out, Epi, so on and so EPI? forth. EPI? E-P-P-I. Epi Ardito. So was his nickname EpiPen because he signed everyone? No? I don't, there was no EpiPen then, I don't think. It didn't exist in 1971. He was the original EpiPen. He was the original EpiPen. I okay. think EpiPen might have existed. You think so? I mean. In 71? Well, it could have been, but he wasn't named after EpiPen, you know. No, I'm saying you said he signed everyone. His name is Epi. Oh, that would, okay. That would be interesting. You got it. So a year ago, 
Uh, my father's place closed in Roslyn. Mid-70s. EpiPen oh. was there. It was. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And they moved to Glen Cove, Long Island. It's now my father's place in Glen Cove, Long Island. And it's in the catering hall called uh, the Metropolitan. And it's a Sikh um, catering hall right now. And uh, oddly enough, my neighbor threw his uh, 50th birthday party there at the Metropolitan. It's like a $150,000 birthday party that he threw for himself. Psycho. I mean, every pomp and circumstance you could imagine was at this fucking place. Lobsters, filet mignon, 50 carving stations, the top, top Italian bread, rice, pasta in the fucking world, all sorts of gimmicks and gadgets and music and lights and, you know, things to do. It was fucking insane. Insane. And I think he's like 65 right now, so it's like 15 years ago. It'd be the equivalent of throwing almost a half a million dollar party right now. You couldn't do the party for under a half a million. It was so wild. And it went on forever. Top shelf liquor, top shelf champagne, top shelf fucking everything. It was crazy. So oddly enough, it was in the Metropolitan. So uh, on, I, um, this, let's go back. Now, let's see, about three weeks ago, uh, I went to see a band called Nectar. And they were a psychedelic rock and roll band and they were at my father's place. And I said hello to Epi, which I have not literally seen his fucking face probably since 1984, okay, 1984. Say hello. And he's pretty much out of it. You know what I mean? He's not there anymore. And, you know, he didn't remember me. I said, do you, do you remember this person, this person, this person? He just yes me to death and he had no fucking idea. But, you know, I was glib and I was funny and there were a lot of people coming up to me. And my best friend was the manager of Nectar for this farewell tour, okay? And uh, two people are dead in the band. Um, and now they replaced them with three other people that also filled in in the 70s and the 80s playing with Nectar. Uh, Nectar is a psychedelic rock and roll band, but they're amazing musicians, very hard to play their music. And I guess they're a combination of Pink Floyd, and yes, squished together. So if you know the Pink Floyd music and you know yes, and they were always known for a phenomenal light show, a phenomenal laser show, lasers coming out and lights going back and forth and a phenomenal screen show. And basically I would say most of the people there were either eating acid or eating mescaline or both and just fucked up out of your mind. You know, total hippie, psychedelic rock and roll crowd. And they catered to that because you could just eat acid and be fucked up and look at this screen show and things would be melting in front of you and the people would be melting and the music is just, you know, perfect for that type of head. You'll never have a bad trip. It's always a great trip. Everybody's your friend. Everybody's hugging it out and they play amazing music. And my three favorite albums, I think it was 19... 72, 1974, 1976. I got into them probably about 1975. And I was introduced to them for because of my friends, brothers, brothers. So all my friends had older brothers. So when we were like 11, 12, they would be 14 and 16. They would already be into the music and the influence of the music, you know, followed down to us. So rewind, rewind. What? Friends, brothers, brother. Isn't that just the brother? Right, friends, brothers. But I'm saying they, they had... 
two year older brothers and four year older brothers. So that was my influence on my music. Okay. You know, whatever the older brothers and the older older brothers listened to. So they were friend, brothers. Your friend's brother's brother is the older brother. Correct. All right. right exactly. Just... Middle brother and older brother. Got it. Nice. I had like three sets of friends that had that had an older brother, middle brother, and they were the younger brother. So if they have four brothers, it would be the friend's brother's 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 brother. Exactly. That's fucking Literally. crazy. Exactly. All right. So, just so we need to clarify. Okay. Very good. So um, talking to Epi, people are coming up to me. They're asking for my picture. I'm doing some snaps with them. Epi's like, who the fuck are you? I'm like, well, you don't remember me, obviously. But, you know, I explained to him what I do. And I'm bigger than, you know, I said I'm bigger right now than Billy Joel. Like if me and Billy Joel were in a room and a ton of people came up to me, all they would ask Billy Joel is to take a picture of me and them. Or they ask Billy to hold their coffee, you know, hold their coat. That's how big I am. And so he thought that was hysterically funny. And he said, why don't you introduce Nectar? I'm like, that would be my greatest honor. Are you serious? And he said, yes. And, you know, he, he knows George. He's done a lot of business with George. George, again, was the manager of Nectar for this tour. And he's working the uh, merchandise table. So I had a little bit of an in, you know, obviously, because George vouched for me. So I introduced the band Nectar, which was I mean, one of my greatest honors. It was unbelievable. And they played uh, an hour and a half set. Just absolutely killed at my father's place in Glen Cove. So at the end of the show, Epi says, you did a great job. Hey, everyone loves you here. Uh, you know, I saw on your card that you're a comedian. Because I gave him my card. He goes, why don't you do a set here? I'm like, fuck yes. So I made a split second, not thinking decision. I said, let's fucking go. And they said, normally it takes three to six months to sell out. You know, when do you want to do it? I said, well, uh, there's no way I could do it in three to six months. I have to do it like my window is July because come August, I'm fucking doing business. I'm doing preseason football. I'm doing college football. I'm preparing to go to Chicago. A lot of people pay me in advance for the whole football season and we grind it out. Uh, you know, I'm not fucking around then. I really don't have any time. But July works for me. And I looked at when the all-star break is and July 13th is the all-star break. So I booked the fucking show for July 13th. So obviously, if you're listening to this fucking podcast, come see me, okay? It's $90. I'm banging you. No, no. I'm bending you over and sticking my dick up your ass. That's what I'm doing. I'm banging you for 90 bucks if it's a VIP. Doors open at 5 o'clock Thursday, July 13th. And I'll hug it out with you. I'll take a ton of pictures with you. I'll do a very quick very quick video. So let's say you want me to say to your friend, John, you want me to shred him? I'll go, John, if I fucked your girl, she know what she's been missing. You're a scumbag ready to roll. That'll be the video, but I'll do a video. I'll take a picture and I'll hug it out. That's 90. Now for all the people that know me, that see me every day, that hug it out with me on a daily basis, that I've had sex with you or your mother or your daughter or, you know, whatever the fuck is. You pay 30 bucks, 30 bucks, and you're in. That show starts at 7.30. So from 5 to 7.30, I have a meet and greet. Then at 7.30, if you bought just the $30 ticket, you show up, and we start the show at 8.30. Uh, I'm going to have personal friends do comedy under me. I'm not going to say who, because anything can happen, and it's not locked in in stone. So, I, But I will have some fucking hysterical people under me. And then uh, I'm going to come on and just motherfucking kill. So to get back to my point about no sugar, no carbs, no marijuana, I'm angry as fuck. 
I'm on fucking edge right now. Like I'm on fucking edge. I'm so on edge. So what I've done is turned a very, very deep, dark negative into a positive. Because instead of me right now, I would have absolutely smoked pot. I would have said, let me have a cheat meal and bang out some sugar, bang out some carbs, you know, go for it. And then you know how that starts. I get if one day leads into a week, leads into a month. And instead of being 180, I'll go up to 210. So I'm writing comedy material. I literally am scribbling shit down every single fucking day. And I have an amazing set. Now, my set is going to be dark. It's going to be disgusting. It's going to be in the fucking gutter, torching everyone. And my take on life, my take on people, my take on friends, my take on women, my take on fucking everybody. And it's going to be dark. And it's going to be hysterical. I'm telling you right now. You're going to be, I can't fucking believe you just said that. And tears will come down your fucking eyeballs onto your fucking cheeks because you're going to be cry laughing. But that's what we're going after here. I am going to fucking shred. So if you say, Stu, give me two comedians who you're going to be, squish them together. It's I'm going to use three. Okay, three. And he's not really a comedian, the first one. So let's go with the devil. Okay, the devil. Okay, so imagine the devil, the worst motherfucking man on God's earth. Anything goes, he fucks your mother in front of you, fucks your girl, fucks your sister, fucks your daughter, comes on her face, punches her in the face. Everything, devil, devil goes. Anything works, okay? So it's going to be the devil combined with Richard Pryor combined with Sam Kennison. Squish that together and that's going to be my Stu Finder set, okay? Now, my expectations is well, the place holds 190 people. I only sold 120 seats. So 120. That's including the VIP and the meet and greet. The VIP for 90 gets you the ticket and you hang out with me from 530 to 730. Uh, the $30 ticket, you get it there at 730 and then you sit there for an hour, eat, drink, and then the show starts at 830. So I'm only selling 120 seats. And my expectation is it'll fucking sell out. Okay. Now, it's going to be harder to sell out because July 13th is right around the corner. It's less than a month away. No one puts on a show and only gives you a month to fucking buy because people got plans. They got to change plans, blah, 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 blah. But for me, it worked. It's the last day of the All-Star break, July 13th. And that's what we're fucking doing. And that's what it is. So if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, you better fucking come. I mean, you at least better go for 30 fucking dollars. I mean, if, you don't, if you're not, why the fuck are you listening to this podcast? So you're going to see material that you've never seen before. You're going to see me fucking torch earth like you've never fucking seen. You're going to see me go into the gutter and just say things that you cannot believe. First of all, A, I'm saying, B, I created this, and C, I had the balls to ever fucking say this in front of my family, my friends, people who actually are there. And also, we'll be selling a ton of merch. So we'll have a, a Betcha I Can book for sale. We'll have cum towels for sale. Uh, we're going to make a, a, a hat for the event and a shirt for the event. So we'll, we will at least have four items. And we're thinking about also lowering the price of a shout-out that if you come to the event, you'll get a special code and you'll save money on a shout-out. So these are the things that are available to you. So July 13th. Uh, my father's place in Glen Cove opened the doors at 5 for the VIPs from 5 to 7.30, then a regular seat 7.30 to 8.30. And the place provides obviously liquor and obviously food. And the liquor and food are good. 
I mean, fucking good. Small place, small venue. We're ready to roll. So what is uh, bad liquor. What? You said it provides good liquor, but like, what would be bad liquor? Um, I mean, let's say uh, they sell they they give you a house wine that sucks dick, that smells like you know asshole. It smells like raw, like rat. You know, that would be horrible. Raw rat. Yeah, but the people that were there for the Nectar show had their white wine. They had their red wine. They have top shelf vodka, top shelf other stuff. And it was good. And their food was good. I had a pear salad uh, because that's all I can eat because I don't eat the sugar and the carbs. Pear salad over an endive lettuce with Parmesan cheese um, and these crushed cranberries and these walnuts that were fucking popping. Like, like I ate, obviously I was fucking starving. I was eating my nails before that. But when I got it, I fucking ate it and I nursed it. Like it was the last meal on earth. Like the salad should have taken me five minutes to eat, but I nursed it for about an hour. It was fucking amazing. And I'll tell you right now, the water is amazing because I drank literally 150 ounces of water and I peed over 10 times. The bathrooms are very accommodating. I took two shits, very accommodating. Their toilet paper was nice, uh, no rash, no burn, no abrasion. And uh, there was a lot of areas, there was never a line I immediately could go. So, I, you know, what's not to fucking like, what's not to do, fucking be there. That's all I got to say. Okay? How, how, I'm, how I'm long done were, with the fucking promo. That's it. How long were you there that you took two shits? Um, I got there at... Four o'clock. The show did not start until seven thirty, and we didn't get out of there until ten. So I, so I, I took a shit at five, and I took a shit at eight thirty. I looked at my watch, because remember, I'm Alex. I'm guzzling water because the key is anywhere I go right now, I'm throwing down fifty to seventy-five ounces of water immediately. Like my life depends on it, so I fill my stomach, so that I'm full. So that when all these people, like people are having fucking these fucking Parmesan cheddar french fries and oozing burgers with fucking Roper dressing and then they're having chicken wings and fried this. And I didn't want to feel deprived and I didn't want to feel hungry. So the best way to take your edge off of hunger is you fucking bloat yourself up with water. And obviously if you bloat yourself up with water, you're going to poop. And I pooped twice. And it was a full poop. It wasn't a half poop. It wasn't a quarter poop. It was a full fucking poop. I don't know if you bloat yourself up with water, you shit. I don't know if that, that's it how that works. It flows through your body. I think you pee, dude. No, you poop. I don't think that works like that. <laughs> it definitely works that way. I don't think that works like it's that. It's 100% works I drink that way. a ton of water. I don't think I poop a lot. Well, you don't eat a lot. Yeah, but that... That's the... Well, listen, you don't eat a lot. Yeah, I, you don't all, eat listen, a lot either. All, but yeah, but, but all I'm eating is protein... And salads and unlimited green vegetables. Yeah, but I I, I think the, the, the food green turns into poop. I don't think you're 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 forcing the water will turn into poop. Well, like for example, if I don't guzzle an insane amount of water, I'm pooping. I used to poop three, four, five times a day. I'm pooping once a day, maybe. You just maybe. said you shit twice at the show. Well, because I guzzled a ton of water. My point: if you guzzle the water, you 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 throw your first poop of the day out. And then whatever's left, the roughage does it to you and you slam out the second poopy. And that's really how it rolls, so at least for me. So that was your first shit of the day at 530? Correct. Uh, correct. Yeah, I don't poop no more. 
I'm not eating anything. I'm literally not eating. I'm literally, I'm literally, listen, I was fucking, the minute I woke up in the morning, I used to poop. Then. I know you would have shit. Right. But again, shits. but again, I'm, I'm, I was drinking 12 cups of coffee a day. I was drinking five cups of coffee before 9am. The caffeine and the coffee, you know, forces poops. So I'm pooping maybe three times before 9am. Another couple during the day, you know, like it's untold. My ass is bleeding. You know what I'm saying? I have to go to, my ass is bleeding and I can't use the wipes. What are those wipes you use? Dude wipes because my ass is so raw that it burns like alcohol against my fucking ass. So I just have to, so I don't, I don't wipe after, you know, years. Why you wipe so aggressively? I don't know. I do, I don't know. I'm a fucking psycho. I don't fucking know. I don't, because I'm on so much caffeine. It's like on a, I'm on like coked out of my mind. Like on fucking five, you know, five cups of caffeine. I'm zooming out of it. I'm like fucking shit. So I'm just everything I do is fast. It's fast. It's fast. So that's how I work. I don't know. It's a problem. Yeah, it's fucking. Something. No, it's a fucking problem. So um, so back to the exercise. I mean, if we're betting right now. Am I going to do this marathon Chicago October 6th? Um, probably slim and none. Now, can I run 26.2? I could run it right now, but in between six and seven hours. And I just don't know if I want to do that. Matter of fact, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to try to step it up in the next, let's say, month or so to see what I got. And I might not have it no more. I, I can deal with my mortality. I really can. Because if I got to slow jog and walk fast for the rest of my life at three hours, uh, I'm good. Hour and a half, I'm good. Doing the weights, I'm good. And, oh, let me just add something. So so the odds on me running this race right now, I would bet against me. I would bet everything you own against me running this. And I want to do it, but I don't. I'm not doing it between six and seven hours. That's an epic fail. That's a failure. So for all you people that have ran the marathon and it's between six and seven hours, you're a fucking loser. You're a low life. You're a scumbag. I don't even consider that running it. Congratulations on your marathon. You're, you did a good thing. I don't even consider that. Listen, you should look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm a loser. I'm a failure. If you're between six and seven hours. Matter of fact, if you're not under five and a half hours, really, what the fuck are you doing? Well, I mean, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, literally, what, what the an fuck are you doing? Really yeah, well it's, done. It's an accomplishment that you're a fucking failure as an athlete, a failure as a human, and a total epic waste of fucking time. Shows perseverance. Shows you really have that willpower to grind through those 26.2 miles. Well fuck done. that. No, 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 no. Well this done. This is a race against well, your life. Well done. God's laughing in your fucking face. God God's said thank you. God's saying you're a fucking piece of shit, even though I made you. God created you. God is you. saying you embarrassed me. God what the loves fuck? you. God thinks that what you just did was you amazing. 26.2 in the books. Well done. Listen, three months, three weeks. I ran 512 miles. They did in four hours, 39 minutes, 24 seconds. Tiki Bobin beat me by a minute and 30 seconds. Stop fucking around, okay? If I could do it, you should have been able to do it. I was 57 years old. I weighed 221 from 220 to 174. In two and a half months, I started smoking pot. I gained another 20 pounds back, smoking five blunts a day, got up to 195. Two weeks before the race, cold turkey. I ate nothing, nothing, nothing. And I ran it at 185, and I ran in four hours, 39 minutes, 24 seconds. When I passed the finish line, if you took my fucking pulse, 
It was as if I was sleeping. I could have ran another 10 miles. So if you didn't do it in really under five hours, you're a fucking bitch. Real talk. You're a fucking low life. Die in a fire because you're a loser. You're You're a a loser in life. You're a loser in love. And really, you shouldn't be on this earth. It's a real, That's what I got to say to you right fucking now. It's a real and, great accomplishment that you just ran that marathon. No, it you isn't. Pat yourself no, it on isn't. The back. No, you it should feel isn't. proud. Re- feel I really can, proud. I could limp and do better than fucking that. So wait, wait. If we could go back and trade it, right? Now, what? if someone ran yes. two marathons a year yes, in the time that you ran one in like the last seven years right, and maintained just a healthy lifestyle, what would you say to that? I would say, I would say, bravo, you're a fucking embarrassment. I, I'm so not. So you would trade your time in the, the ups and downs of health. Versus... No, health has nothing to do with it. Well, no, Just, it does. No, 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 no. Nah, listen, nah, nah, there's nah, a nah, clock. Nah. It, listen, if, if, if marathons were run and nobody kept time, then what you're saying, I agree. What you're saying is is undefend, indefensible, undeniable. So you you're think right. there's you think there's there's people. Once there's a clock, if they put in the paper your time. If they didn't put your time in, then it doesn't matter. But they put your time in for a reason. Because everyone that runs it above five hours, five and a half hours, six hours, seven hours, you're a fucking loser. Wait, 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 you're wait, a fraud. Wait, wait, wait. You're a failure as a human being. Cut your fucking legs off. I just have a question. Yes. Their metal looks exactly the same as yours, right? Yeah, but their time doesn't. I just want to say. Their time is stamped on their head like they were in Nazi Germany and they got it burned in as they were going to Auschwitz or Danamora or Dachau and get fucking gassed. Your time forever. just compare the barcode on Jews? Yes. To the time of your marathon? Yes. I'm a Jew, so I can pull that. I can say. I just want to. So the, you're clarifying. I can say. The I marathon time is the exact same as the 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 number on the wrist. Well, it's it's a it's a testament to what a failure you are as a man, a human, a woman, a child. There's people that believe that if you don't run it in three hours, it's the exact same. So what do you say to them? Well, I would say in 1989, 1990, 1991, 92, I would have ran it close to three hours if I didn't pull my groin. I was running a, I was running 15 miles in an hour and five minutes. 15 miles in an hour and five minutes. I was fucking flying seven-minute miles like it was butter. I wasn't even sweating. I weighed 140 pounds. 15, though. Big, yeah. Big difference. I don't think so. Big difference. No, I don't know. Hold so. on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the math here. Well, then they eleven point two different. Yeah, well, but then they said just if you if you could just run fifteen, you could do. Well, I got hurt. No, no, no. (laughs) Every time I got hurt, eight weeks out. So I was on. So you couldn't do it. Well, I got hurt. I'm just saying. My groin. You could do it, but then you got hurt means you couldn't do it. I didn't do it. I could have done it. I didn't. There's a big difference. I don't know about that. No, no, no. No, no. Listen, don't fucking pull that shit with me. Congratulations on all of your six-hour marathons. Listen, what you just did was a great accomplishment. (laughs) All right? It showed perseverance. It shows you didn't get hurt, you know? Because you could have done it, but you you did it, you know? Listen, listen. Listen. It it shows that you, you did it. Yeah, but your congratulations, time was an absolute fucking embarrassment. Listen, we don't got to talk about time. Well, then don't then don't keep time. 
then tell the tell them the marathon. Let's run a marathon. There's someone with like a hundred medals, and just and all you got to do is just keep running just and cross compete. the finish line. There's no time. It's Why 20, do they put your times in the paper? It's 2023. You just you know participation trophies. Everyone's getting the same medal. Yeah, exactly. That's what's wrong with the world. Well, Failures and losers are running this fucking country. Pieces of garbage. Hey, I just uh, hey, it's supposed to be no. It life ain't fun. Life ain't fair, and you're a fucking scumbag and a loser and a detriment to society. That's what I feel. But let me get back to the point. When I was running a seven-minute mile for 15 miles, I was 140. So I went to the doctor, and the test that I took, first of all, I took a brain sonogram. I took a scrotum sonogram. I took a bladder sonogram two times. I had to drink like 50 ounces of water, hold it in for 15 minutes, and they did, and they pushed on my bladder, and then I peed, and then they, then they did the whole th same thing again. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. This is what you just took. Yeah, I just took. So no, just, you said when I was running a seven-minute marathon. Oh no, 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 no. no, no what I, no, so I'm just gonna get to the point. I'm gonna get to the All point. Right. Okay. So anyway, so then, uh, they did my sugars, they did my carbs, they did my my A1C. Only in five weeks went from 13.7 to 11. My non-fasting sugars went from 350 to 150 and everything else was great. My PSA number, which was 8.4, which showed I might have prostate cancer, went to five. I do not have prostate cancer. So I'm ready to go. But here's my point. Here's, here's what I'm going to get you. And it, and it locks into when I ran the seven-minute mile for 15 miles. When I'm just clarifying. Was, These I, tests just happened. Just happened. That's what I'm saying. I, just okay. happened. I was 140 pounds then. So the doctor, now I weigh in at 180. And I say to the doctor, what am I supposed to weigh? Because I want to get off all my sugar meds. I want to get off everything forever. I don't want to take a med. I don't want... She's like, take Ozempic. It's a fucking drug. You clear your fucking take a shot once a week, just like you do your testosterone. Is that is that the voice of the doctor? Just yes, like, this is right. doctor's voice. Got it. And you'll feel great. Uh, listen, that, that when you're... Listen, if you're taking Ozempic, you're a failure. Now... You're, you're a Why fake, are, you're yo, a failure, listen. you're a cheat. Because I've been working my dick off my whole fucking life to try to look good. And now some scumbag is going to look better than me because they're shooting themselves in the ass once a week. You're a fucking, I hate you. You're like no, that no, cripple. Gonna, listen, you you're like that July cripple. 13th, I, you, you tell me that when I ask the question, you stand up. I'm spitting on you from this. I'm looging. I'm going to, I'm making sure that I have a lot of stuff that loogies. I'm going to fucking spit right in your fucking face. I'm going to pull down my pants in front of you and pee from the stage into your fucking mouth. All well, right. the bounce. I'm going to bounce there because I'm going to say some shit. I'm shredding people. You get out of control. You're going to be fucking knocked out and put in the hospital. Just so you know right now, you get out of control. I have people that'll be packing legally with listen, a license. Listen, none of this. No, you can't uh, and I'm telling you, what do you mean? I'm paying them. Pay, pay a guy 500. He has a fucking gun license. He's showing a gun. He's packing because he's protecting me because I'm going to spit on people and I'm going to pee on people and they might not think it's funny. I don't so think they're going to charge that. at me because I'm only five, four and three quarters and I'm 62 years old and I'm not intimidating. But my fucking armed security is. Did you ever see the way Floyd Mayweather security fucks people up? That's what's going to happen if you fuck me, if you fuck with me and you jump on the fucking stage. So I'm taking no fucking prisoners. I mean, given Floyd would fuck them up too. So. So. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I know. So I, can, I, I can't, can't fight a fly. I'm a fucking pussy. I'm five, four, three quarters. I'm 62. I'm just saying. I'm lightning fast. 
I'm lightning fast. You know I'm fast. You've watched me slap box. I'm lightning, but I don't know if I could take a punch, and I'm, I don't want to find out. I'm just saying you can't compare yourself to Floyd because Floyd would fuck them up. You're kind of just like you no, have Floyd I was security. Floyd, Floyd security just beats the fuck out of people and asks questions later. That's my type of security. All I'm saying is in this in this scenario where you keep comparing these easy streets, it's like you're a cripple, right? And then the wheelchair's there, and you're saying, fuck the wheelchair. I ain't, I'll get there on my own, and you're just crawling, please. Exactly. No, 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 no. I'm not. Listen, I just, can I explain something to you? I am mentally retarded. All right. There we go. No, as I long as we. Dementia. Yeah, there we go. I have onset Alzheimer's. I've been born with an, a very, very tiny brain. <laughs> I have mental challenges on top of being a compulsive overeater, uh, a gambler, uh, a drug addict, uh, a sexual perverted deviant, a compulsive spender, and a person who's selfish. So on top of all that, I have, I have very severe emotional problems. I'm not saying that Anyone is like me because I'm one on one. You know that. It's why I'm a living legend. It's why everyone loves me. It's why men want to be me. Women want to be with me. But there's something really wrong with me. I'm not a little off. I'm way off. So I'm saying that, Alex. I, I'm professing that. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I am the psycho of psychos. I'm a real sick fuck. Every, I'm sicker than sick. There's sick and then there's Stu Finer sick. It's, it's, it's a level that no one's even gone to. No one ever wants to go to. But anyway, so let me get back to my point. So when I ran seven minute miles, 15 miles in 89, 90, 91, 92, and three, it's 140 pounds. Okay. So I asked the doctor, what am I supposed to weigh? And this fucking piece of shit, she's a woman, this whore. Yo, stop. This slut fucking ruins my life. Ruins my life. Because my whole life, I figured if I was under 170, I'm the cat's meow. You know, your girl's flirting with me. She's wet the minute she sees me. She wants my dick. And even if my dick doesn't work, she knows I carry a vibrator with the little mouse on the end and the tongue hits the clit. She knows I'm eating her ass. She knows I'm licking her clit. And if she's a complete fucking whore and her vagina is as big as like the Grand Canyon, I'm fist fucking her. So I'm a great fuck whether my dick works or not. No matter what, even if the batteries on the vibrator are gone, because I know how to fuck, I'll do anything, anything. But the point becomes, this fucking piece of garbage says to me, plain as day, direct, totally honest, has a medical degree, totally respected in the medical community, one of the top doctors uh, on Broadway in Massapequa, I'm assuming, because there's like 10 fucking doctors there. But let's say she's... She says, you're supposed to weigh 140. And and really, I really, my, I was going to go on to Broadway and walk right in front of a car and have, and I was going to die right there because, because at 180, I could taste the victory. And I'm a numbers guy. I judge my life by numbers. When I used to meet people, I used to say, where'd you go to high school? Where'd you graduate in your graduating class and what were your SATs? And I summed your whole motherfucking life up right there, baby. You didn't give me the right numbers. I knew you were a douchebag. I'm going to fuck your girl and uh, you're going to work for me. So I'm a numbers guy. So at 180, where I've been breaking my fucking balls, where I've been eating clean, where I'm fucking acting as if, where I'm, you know, 
not on edge yet, even though of course I'm on edge, but I'm not, I haven't really acted out. I haven't choked anybody out. I haven't kicked the dog. You know, I'm sort of nice to my wife and kids, you know, whatever. I haven't, I haven't got fucking uh, shadow banned, you know, in the last month of something I said in the last month, you know, two months, three months. Yes, of course. My whole life, I was the first person ever to shadow banned on social media, but that's not the point. I was so close to 170 because the lowest I got when I ran the marathon in 2017 was 174. And my kids, I was, let's say naked, said to me, you look like a cancer patient. You, you can't get any thinner. That was 174. Now this woman, this doctor, put a fucking number on my life of 140. And I, I, can I be honest? Can I, can I be gut level honest with you? She's right. She's not wrong. She's right. Because I'm 180 right now and I look fat as fuck. I mean, I look fat as fuck. It isn't like, hey, Stu, you got to lose 10 pounds and you'll look great. I have no idea. Uh, 2017 at 174, how I look great. Cause I don't know. Cause I, I look shit at 180. Now with clothes on, it just looks like I got a ton of weight around my belly. I have no ass. I have no legs. Uh, my face looks sort of chiseled, uh, but I still have tits and I got a ton of fucking weight on me. So she's not wrong. I'm supposed to weigh 140. Sort I, of chiseled is how you describe your face. I think it's chiseled. Sort, sort of, of, sort of chiseled. Well, right, sort no, of I'm meaning just, it's not. I, I just wanted to ask. Sort of chiseled means it's not really chiseled, but when I look through these rose-colored glasses, it's chiseled. Okay. You know what I mean? So I jerk myself off into thinking it's chiseled, but it's not obese. Like if you just looked at me from the neck up, you wouldn't say this guy's a fat fucking pig. You know, you wouldn't. You would so, say. So wait, wait. What? The just the adjectives that are comparable are. Sort of obese. Right. And sort of chiseled. Exactly. Well, that's right. what I am. I'm, I, because in reality, I'm supposed to weigh 140. I weigh 180. So exactly what that means, literally what that means is I'm 40 pounds overweight. Now, now, the classification in the United States by the Surgeon General is that if you're 30 pounds or over overweight, you are obese. Obese. I didn't make this up. The Surgeon General made it up. And he put that number on. So, not only am I obese right now, I'm morbidly obese. I'm fucking morbidly obese. And that pisses me the fuck off. And I I don't want to... But fuck God. God, you're a fucking scumbag and you fucked me. Because in sixth grade, at a five and seven eighth inch dick, I was the second tallest in the class. And then since then, I've gone downhill. So if you want to really put a put a number to it, I peaked in September of seventh grade. Think about that. Think about that. You, you, you're laughing right now. I hope you fucking. I hope you choke on your fucking vomit right now. I hope you fall out of it. Yeah, you're laughing. You, you motherfucker. Hey, you're supposed to love me. Don't laugh at me, you piece of shit. And God's a piece of shit. He's a scumbag. Why? He, because he made me. Yeah. He made me. Like, like, listen. Here's the bottom line. Okay. Yeah, like- My brother was five ten, five nine. He weighed like three fifty, but. We used to shower, you know, I would go in the shower and then he would go in. He had like a fucking eight inch dick. 
Why were you staring at your brother's cock? Well, I mean, you're in a shower or whatever. I played sports. I, You know, everybody looks at everybody's dick. My father now, because he's on his deathbed, I got to put him on the fucking toilet, wipe his ass. His dick soft is seven inches because it, it doesn't get hard no more. His I, So not only did I get my father's dick and my brother's dick are at least two and an eighth inches bigger than me. And if you've been with some sluts and you've been with some whores and some piece of shit girls that just want the girth, there's a big difference between five and seven eighths and eight inches. There fucking is. There's no two ways about it. Thank God they invented vibrators. Thank God these whores that vaginas as big as fucking the Grand Canyon. I fist fucked them. And that's why I came up with the fucking eating ass and licking clit because I can't compete. But now I can't compete because I eat ass as good as anyone. I lick clit as good as anyone. I fist fuck as good as anyone. I use the vibrator. So... My point is, God is a scumbag. He's a f- I used to think God's a scumbag because he does not cure world peace. He, d- he does not allow the pharmaceutical companies to release the drugs that we cure. Cancer, emphysema, obesity, asthma, leukemia, sickle cell anemia, whatever. Because all those problems could be cured. But God put the people in charge of the world that, are, that, that have no heart and have no soul. And God fucked me, making me a midget. Now, I'm not, a, I'm not classified as a midget or a gimp, but I'm pretty fucking close. I'm pretty fucking close because the first thing people say to me is, where are your teeth? And I say, they're there. I've never had a cavity, but they're tiny and I've grinded them my whole life because I've been fucking, because they didn't make mouthpieces in the 80s and the 90s. So when I'm pulling in games seven days a week, 24 hours a day, creating an industry that's now a 10, 15, 20 trillion dollar a year industry. I made it. I created the sports gambling advisory industry. I made it. It wasn't there before me. I made it. I wrote the book on it. I created it, but I grinded my teeth. But they didn't have no mouthpieces then, so I have no teeth. My teeth are like literally 65% grinded into the floor. Okay, that's number one. So when you meet me, you're going to say, where are your teeth? That's the first question you ask. And the second is, where are your feet? Because if you don't know me and you see me on the internet or you hear me, I'm larger than life. My personality is larger than life. My presence is larger than life. I am a living legend. So I'm larger than life. But when you see me, then you're like, wow, look how fucking short Stu is. I can't believe this. Where are his feet? Like, Stu, what happened to you? Nothing happened to me. God fucked me. Don't fucking get in my... God, it was beyond my control. God fucked me. So let's get back to this point for this cunt doctor that Yo. ruined my fucking life, you piece of shit. So now, where I thought I was doing so good and I was the cat's meow and blah, 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 blah. I'm starting, I was going to start wearing a thong and leather pants and silk shirts. And so I was 170, gonna, you, were, you were wearing all that. Cowboy boots. Yeah, absolutely. Because my, my reference is 174, 2017, where you and Ryan and John Allen said, you can't lose any more weight. I mean, this is crazy. You look like a cancer patient. That's out the window. I, I don't know in five years how my body broke down like this. I just don't fucking know. But listen, if I was you before you're 60, kill yourself because I'm 62 and it sucks. It don't, just sucks. You can't. You can't I, I, no, I'm not. Talk. I'm using. Listen, when I say kill yourself, it is not. 
uh, literally, it's figuratively for comedic value. Everything I say is for comedic value. Everything I say is for performative comedic value. Okay, you scumbag fuck. So don't kill yourself, but kill yourself. Do you understand? Do we understand the rules here? Do we understand what we're talking about? Do you understand where I'm coming from? So do so you do? I don't hear you. Someone talk. Okay, thank you. Yes, I just heard you. Okay, so... um. So now I'm really fucked. That was an aggressive door of the Explorer right there. I'm really fucked and I'm really angry because I like I don't know how I'm going to get to 170. That's number one. And I don't know how in God's name I'm going to get to numbers uh, to 160. That's number two. But at 160, I still got to lose 20 fucking pounds. Like who's going to sign me to do thong underwear commercials when I'm 20 pounds overweight. I'm going to give you the answer. Nobody. Nah, Hanes has Nobody. that plus size model. Yeah, but they, they, have, they don't have plus size. They have plus size women. They don't have plus size men. You've never seen a plus size undo shit. It's all these fat fucking women <laughs> that don't want to lose weight, that are sluts and pigs with no control. Hey, let's show our fucking 100 pound women. Put a thong on her. Are you fucking kidding me? Wait, wait, 100 you don't pound see... women is not. That's, no, 100 that's... pound overweight women. Oh, okay. 200 pounds overweight men. Okay. What's, that, what's that Lizzo woman? She's like 600 pounds. She's a fool in a fucking parade. She's disgusting. Now, now, would I let her blow me? Absolutely. But would I fuck her up her ass? No. Would I eat a pussy? No. Would I let her sing to me and I jerk off and I spit in her fucking eyes? Yes. But she's a pig. She's a fucking pig. And it's uh, now in society. Oh, you can't make fun of people that are 100 over. 200 No, you're not allowed to go to them. Hey, have you ever seen a green salad? How about stop eating potato chips? Are you fu- You're a pig. You're disgusting. But now, oh, you can't touch that. Can't talk about that. No, there's no way. You don't want to fat shame people. Well, listen, God fat shame me by making me a fucking midget. By making me five, four, and three quarters. So wait, wait, wait. I'm what so is, angry right what now. Is with God. God making you short have to do with you being because fat. I can't carry any weight. I mean, I mean, somebody should have grabbed it. Listen, his house. If I was running the country right now, and I was president, first of all, I would ration everything that people can eat. Like <laughs> what? Literally. If How are you going to do that? Well, I, absolutely. I would have fucking people. I would have my security. I'd have like I'd have stews on me. And they'd be packing legally. They'd have firearms. And they would ration the amount of food that these people are allowed to eat. So then I would go into eight, restaurants. What are they doing? I would go into restaurants and burn every restaurant to the ground. Because they're giving you between 300% and 400% larger portion than they're supposed to. If someone... I don't want to do this because there's a lot of my fucking material that I'm dumping right here that I'm fucking dumping on July 13th that you better fucking be... Listen, if you're not there, I'm coming to your house and smashing your fucking face in. Besides the point. I don't need your money. I just want you there because I am Stu Finer and you fucking... You got to show respect and fucking show up. I don't care if the place is sold out. I don't care if you stand outside and you jerk off and you read fucking penthouse magazines or you look at fucking uh, these bots and these pawns, but you better fucking be there. Okay, I want 500 people outside that couldn't get in and 120 inside but be there as it may so the point is the point is don't jerk off outside the venue why not no i mean like that's that's all right why. so just rub one you in just... your pants no one will say so just listen here's the, wear, wear a diaper so but the point is this if someone puts bread on the table again when i'm at a restaurant i'm committing murder because i've told the first two waiters no bread 
but then you got this third way to zip it around. They look at the they look at the table. There's no bread. Like they're doing something wrong. They put bread. So lit- you know what I do right now? If that happens, I literally take my hand and smack the bread onto the table, and I get up and I step on every piece of bread and the butter to make a fucking point. And I scream at the top of my lungs, I don't eat carbs! I don't want bread! It's okay! And that's what I'm going to do. Because they give you a plate of pasta that's 400% bigger than it should. And for people who have a phenomenal metabolism and anywhere between 5'10 and 6'10 and have a normal body and they're not compulsive overeating, they don't have... The obsession, fine, but that's not 95% of the world. 95%, it's so wild. Do you, do you realize this number? I'm going to give you an exact number. That's not the right number, but I'm going to give it to you. It's an exact number. I would say 75% of every person I see is overweight. Is overweight. Now, why are they overweight? Well, these fast food places are jamming just the worst shit down their throat, okay? Restaurants. bigger portions, okay? You watch TV, and then the world is so insecure that, you let's say you don't want to take drugs. Let's say you don't want to smoke pot. Let's say you don't want to drink. Let's say you don't want to go on antidepressants. Let's say you don't want to go on this Ozempic and Moderna and whatever the fuck other new drug of the week it is to make you... Moderna like the vaccine? I don't know. Whatever All right, just All right. All right. Because... The side effects of Ozempic are you throw up, you lose poop, and your stomach hurts. Okay, can I explain something to you? If that's when I'm taking a drug and that's the side effects, I'm not taking the drug. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to die of Side cancer. effects of drugs, there's that side effect on every drug. Well, but 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 Ozempic, that's how that's how they do it. That's how you lose your why appetite. Do you, why do you have this? Why do you have this fight with Ozempic? Because What's I think because 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 uh, there's a lot of thin people out there that are just cheating. And why I'm is not into cheating? cheating. Why is uh, it no, cheating? No, they should do it the hard way. Because I have to do it the hard way. What if it does doesn't work? Obviously, what doesn't work? The hard way. Well, because they don't want to stop eating pasta and bread and yeah. rice and thruffles. But why am I supposed to feel sorry for those pieces of shit? No, that sounds like the best of way society, to do it. Low life's whores. No, that's amazing. It's not you amazing. Do, you get to do all the cool shit and get the benefit. Oh, okay. And then you have a loose stomach, loose poops. You fart. You smell. It smells like raw sewage. I don't want to hang with you. I don't want to be with you. You're a fucking fraud. Don't walk around, hey, look how good I look. No, you're a cheater, you're a fraud, and you should be put in jail. I mean, that's the way I look at it. Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm with the cheaters. That's different. No, same thing. No, 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 no. Same exact thing. No, 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 Uh no. I disagree with that. Uh Uh-uh. Well, in other words, I understand the comparison, and I'm saying you're wrong. Because the only reason Barry Bonds did steroids is because Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire were getting all the sizzle when Barry Bonds knew he was, those two couldn't suck his dick, couldn't hold his ball sack, but he was getting no accolades. He said, fuck it, I might as well join. Okay. And he was getting paid $30 million to do it. These pieces of shit that are losing weight aren't getting paid dick. They're walking around like frauds where everybody else is starving to death like me, 
can't eat a carb like me, can't eat sugar like me, has to fucking weigh out their roast beef, weigh out their turkey, weigh out their ham, weigh out their egg whites, weigh out the Caesar salad dressing, weigh out the cheese I'm putting on the Caesar salad dressing, weighing any accoutrement I have, starving to death all fucking day on a barbecue. I got to sit in the kitchen and cry like a little bitch because I can't go for the sausage and the cheese and all the other fucking, any Italian bread. Listen, I love Italian. You don't understand. This is the greatest I would, I would, advertisement for Ozempic I've ever heard. I would give up my friends, my family, my wife, and my fame if I could just have been a normal height and be able to eat carbs all day. Forget about sugar. Sugar is sugar is a jerk off to get to carbs. Carbs are the greatest thing in the world. That's it. Better than childbirth. Better than curing cancer. A fucking loaf of Italian bread done right, hot, with unlimited cheese on it, unlimited, you know, Italian ham, you know, sausage, pepperoni, you know, like, that's it. That's what life is all about. So when you guys are trying to marry the right woman, nah, if you're trying to be successful, successful is being able to eat carbs and still looking great. So if you could do that, you've won already. You've won at life. You've won at life. Because obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you're going nowhere in life. You're a fucking idiot. You're dumber than dumb. Think about it. Are you fucking kidding? Come on, please. You have no hope. Thank you for listening. Nothing in life. You, your, your life says zero. You know, let's start it. But at least I'm trying to educate you to not be a zero. Okay. So the way you know if you've made it in life, because I'm older than you, I'm 62. I don't think anybody listening to this is above my age, okay? If you can eat carbs and you can eat bread and rice and pasta and you could stay thin, that's it. You've accomplished life. Now, you might not think that because you can do it so you take it for granted. But here I am fucking telling you what the key to life is. Now, you're either going to listen to me or you're going to not. So, Again, let's go back to the point of God's a scumbag. He's a piece of shit. Doesn't give a fuck about me. Doesn't give a fuck about you. It's a fucking phony fairy tale to keep people in line that need to be led like sheep because they can't get out of their own way and they're fucking frauds and they take Ozempic. That's the bottom line. I'm ending the story here. I'm ending my rant for the day on that. Okay, so let's go. Now, Alex, uh, you've been in Vegas for almost three weeks. Uh, tell the audience how it went, first of all. Solid. Did well in tournaments and uh, congratulations, by the way, so. out of 550 people, 5,000 entry. You came in 15th. You won 21,000 and change. It was on the internet. Everybody was following you. So let me let me cut you off for a second and go right into it. The hand that you lost. Can can you can you talk about it a little bit? What, what? that hand when you went all in and that scumbag beat you. What was going on during that hand? Because I heard that you got fucked. I heard that nine out of ten times you win that hand. Yeah. Well, I I got you get the money in good. That's all you could ask for. So. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I had ace king queen queen. He had ace jack ten nine, and the flop was king queen nine, two hearts. So I flopped middle set. He flopped straight, and uh, board bricked out. I think it was eight of clubs, deuce of spades, something bullshit. Uh. So yeah, you can't get it in better. You you get it in good and that's it. 
Everybody I was short was, though. So. Everybody was blowing up my phone, and they were like, "So they're like, get, get on the internet right now, go see what your son is. Your son's fiftieth. Your son's fortieth. Your son's thirtieth. Your son's twentieth. Your son's on the final two tables." It was like it was like buzzing. Long Island was buzzing. My fucking internet was blowing up. It was wild. Nice. So, all right. So go ahead. No, so that's it. Fifteenth. I mean, it's dirt fucking money though. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but it's it's you know, it's three x your buy-in. So it's really unless you make those top six payouts, you're not getting shit. So it's it's bittersweet, I guess. It's a good run though. I I enjoyed the run. I don't know. It's it's uh, tournaments went as good as expected. Um, usually I get dusted in tournaments. I'm down like fucking twenty five thousand on the summer. So uh, to be above water right now is a success. And usually in cash games, it's the opposite. And I usually make back. The buy-ins in cash and uh, cash wasn't too good this year. The tables were, uh, I don't know. They were, they were, the games are always good because it's uh, the summer and people are out there to play poker regardless. But it's one of those like stripper indicators when you could uh, judge the economy. I don't know. The The big games are not uh, what they were, I would say, of past years. So if that, if that's any indicator, it's going to be a rough six months. That's how I judge it. And then was Vegas, was it hopping in general or or you're saying it was off? No, no, no. Vegas in general was, uh, I mean, you had the fucking Knights winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, Which you were happy about. And the Nuggets winning, you were happy about. You said the Nuggets would win in four, they won in five. Congratulations. Great call. I wish. uh, And you thought Vegas would win also. Thanks. Congratulations. Thanks for riding that, you know. (laughs) Well, the public was on those sides. Our customers wish you wrote the it. The public was on those sides. I, I don't give a fuck. I, fuck listen, the public. Uh, listen, in retrospect, if I could turn back the clock, fuck the public. You're right. You're right. You're not wrong. You're right. Yeah, so no, Vegas was popping. Uh, went to uh, David Blaine. Saw David Blaine pull up Biz. Biz was there. That was a good, uh, solid show. If you're in Vegas, go go check out David Blaine because he's a sick fuck and... Uh, I don't, I don't actually know how he does any of the shit he does, but, uh, you know, he holds his water. He holds his breath underwater for like 11 minutes. I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't know what's going on there. He's a weirdo though. He chugs like six, 65 bottles of water and then swallows a, a frog and burps it back up. I mean, the guy's a freak. He's just a freak of nature. So yeah, no, I, Vegas was, uh, it's a, it, just an incredible run for the city. I mean, you know, they're finally getting a baseball team. They got the football team. Just won a cup. Uh, hard to say, you know, they're not going to get a basketball team in the future. So I would say it's the hottest city in the country right now. I mean, can't can't argue with that success. I mean, that that, that hockey team's I, – I don't even fucking like hockey, but I, I'm, a, I'm a fucking Knights fan. Now, you went to game one and game two. How was that experience? Uh, it's incredible. Games were, you know, I, I have never seen a – a stadium just get that loud from, you know, start to finish. It's like a fucking, it's like a play show, light show, concert. It's everything all in one. So yeah, uh, great time. But just the, the, the cash games were not just what they usually are. So, and then, so for example, years ago, let's go back and I'm talking out my ass, obviously, but 15, 20, you know, 30 years ago when Rounders was made, um, they always spoke about that you can 
identify the sucker or suckers at the table. Um, is that a misnomer now that everyone has been really diligently playing poker online, playing poker 724 so that everyone is pretty much fucking great or at least good and those suckers are very few and far between? Um, No, I mean, you could... I would say that the players are definitely better now. It's not even close. There's right. just so much... I would say everyone's better at everything. It's just with the internet and you could study and, you know, the, the tools available are, it's not comparable. So I would say that every, you know, there's still, when you sit at a table, if you can't, you know, if you can't find out where the spot is, you're usually the spot. I think that still holds true. So, okay. So that does really hold true. Okay. And then, um, any great meals that you eat in Vegas, any great restaurants uh, you want to shout out or just an experience or your workout regimen while you were there and stuff? Uh, shout out uh, Javier's, Mexican restaurant in the Aria, and Carbone in Aria. I don't really leave. Listen, Vegas is one of those spots where I think the food is, if not the best in the country, I would say. I mean, the restaurants, you don't even have to go off casino premise to experience the best of the restaurants, but there's so many spots off the strip that I don't even get to. I mean, I've had recommendation lists about a hundred deep and I just, I'm a creature of habit. So I go to the same exact places, egg slut breakfast. It's at the Cosmo Aria Javier's Aria Carbone. Um, that's pretty much my go-to and during tournaments, you don't even fucking get to eat. So it's hard to fucking eat when you're playing 12 hour days, you get an hour break for dinner and it's, uh, can't really sit down. So, yeah, those those are pretty much what I ate. And then room service and fucking ordered shit. So. And then you where'd you work out? The gym at the my hotel. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, it's this. I mean, it has treadmills, has weights. The gym at the Aria too is nice. So, if you need like full full equipment status, that's a, it's a full gym. Okay, and I know you didn't you didn't venture uh, much in the. Um, atmosphere out there, but was it hot? Was it cold? What was the weather? Yeah, like when I walked out of the hotel into the Uber, yeah, very warm. <laughs> and then when I walked out of the Uber into the AC, it was warm and then cold. So yeah, that's, okay, that's the uh, that's the breakdown. I don't know. People go outside and shit. They do that. They like walk around. That's psycho shit. That's crazy. I don't. I don't know how you people exist. I mean, like I'll walk. Uh, to the Uber pickup locations. That's that's the extent of or no 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 no. Let's let's get this straight. I do walk through the casinos when I go through Aria to the Park MGM to get to the CVS. I do walk to the CVS. So I'm outside for a total of like three minutes there. And then when I walk to the T Mobile Arena, I'm outside for like a good five minutes. So I do experience like five minutes of Vegas heat, but no more than that. Okay. I'm not built for the fucking sun. I'm yeah. built for uh, AC environments. I agree. I That's saw, it. I love that too. I love the AC. Um, any stars that you saw there? Anybody you say hello to anything? Ty Lu. Shout, Shout out, out Ty, Ty Lu. Yeah, he plays poker. Uh, so I don't. I don't know if he's just out there. Apparently, he visits a lot. Shout out Ty Lu. I was on the phone with you and saw him in the in the lobby. Oh right, so got, right, got right. A picture, so. Right. That's awesome. And were you able to hook up with Mincy at all while you were there? I, he was doing a couple things and I was usually playing tournaments. So I didn't really, uh, I like texted him, but he was 
doing the poker go stuff. So I didn't uh, end up getting to see him. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, all right. So uh, basically that's going to wrap it up for our podcast. Number 28. Uh, we'll be on point the rest of the summer. Obviously we'll be doing it every Tuesday. So uh, it should be released every Tuesday night. Uh, obviously like and subscribe, please put any comments involved in the comment section. Um, if you want to specifically, if you're coming to the show on July 13th in Glen Cove at my father's place, um, if you want me to specifically talk about something and if enough people uh, pound me with it, I will. Uh, otherwise, just trust uh, your source to find it that I will fucking produce. And um, obviously, all my merchandise is at belikestew.com. Uh, the cum towels, uh, the ready to roll flags, all my personal merch. And then also I have merch on the Barstool store and on BeLikesDo.com, uh, which I do, you know, anywhere between 20 to 50 a week, uh, I do the Stu Finder shout outs, whether it's on my diving board or whether it's me running or it's whether it's me in my living room with the Pulse of the People Award above my head. Uh, I do a phenomenal job during the shout out. So fuck Cameo. Cameo could suck my dick. They've been wanting, they've been on my dick for five years begging me to go with them. And I'm like, I'm bigger than you. What the fuck do I need Cameo for? So uh, I do a phenomenal job. You give me a script on any subject and I deliver tenfold above your expectations. Get over to BeLikeStu.com for the shout outs. And obviously StuFinder.com. I'll go right now. You know my core business is advising gamblers on the outcome of sporting events. I'm the best in the world. Uh, do I win every day, week, month? Of course not. Gambling is for the rich to have fun and lose money. But there's nobody in the world that's better than me. I've been doing it for over four decades. I don't measure my success by the week, month, or year. I measure it by the decade. Uh, and the Barstool Sports Advisors show is give or take 79 days away. Where last year I was 55% on every game on the show. I was 79%, 15, four and two on the mortal locks and the um, $69 deal, favorite number, favorite position, three best bets. Uh, I think we had like 15 winning weeks, seven losing weeks and two tie weeks, which is absolutely phenomenal. So I just perform on an epic level. My goal right now, so you know, is to build your bankroll for preseason football, college football and NFL. And you can get over to stewfinder.com and purchase packages on a daily basis. Or you could follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat. You know I'm a riot. You see what I eat every day, hanging out with Aria, and we're ready to roll. So I love you very much. Thank you for coming back to us. And we are ready to roll, ready to roll, ready to roll. Listen, listen, listen. You have to be great. You have to take no shit from no one. You're never, ever overmatched. And you have to trust yourself and love yourself. If you don't trust yourself and you don't love yourself, that's why you don't trust anybody and you don't love anybody. You have to start with you. You are the most important person in your life. Your mind, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. Fuck the naysayers, fuck the Debbie Downers, fuck your fraud friends that don't have your back. If you're gonna party, party responsibly. If you're gonna gamble, gamble responsibly. If you can't party responsibly and you can't gamble responsibly, 
Don't gamble. Don't party. You have a beautiful life ahead of you. There is nothing you can't do. You could be the CEO of a billion dollar company. You could be a lawyer, a doctor, a dentist, an internet star. There's nothing you can't do. You could be a superstar in sports. How hard are you going to work for it? How much do you want it? And when I wanted it from 1979 to 1997, I worked seven days a week, 24 hours a day, no exceptions, missed people's weddings, missed people's parties, missed every weekend event, did not go to bars. I was zoned in, making money, making money, making fucking money. So you deserve it. You're worth it. If I could do it, you could do it. If I could do it, you could do it. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. See you next Tuesday. Spread the word. Only Stu Podcast with me and Alex. Numero 28 in the can. Put it in the box.